Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Magnolia Beef and Seminary has top quality beef products that are raised right here in Mississippi. They also have fantastic gifts for every age. For the best beef in Mississippi and so much more, visit Magnolia Beef and Seminary or find us on Facebook. What's up, everybody? How we doing on this Sunday night? Glad to be with you. Oh, by the way, uh, we'll not be doing this next Sunday. So as you can imagine, uh, next Sunday is a pretty significant day. I-, I don't know if you knew this, but it's Super Bowl. So probably not going to be doing this next Sunday. We'll probably save it for uh, for Monday night. little programming note. But give me one second here, and uh, let me share the show, if you will, and then uh, we'll get started. A lot to talk about tonight. The dumpster fire that is Auburn is going to lead us off. Uh, let me see. Talking Auburn dumpster fire. And more right now. You guys are inside the mind of a tweet. In here. And uh, and we'll get started here in just one second. So, yeah, we'll talk a lot about Auburn tonight. Because I, I thought at this point we would have some kind of decision and we don't. And if I were an Auburn fan, I would be embarrassed. I would be embarrassed for a lot of reasons, how my university is handling this and beyond. I would truly be embarrassed after uh, the coaching search that it was to get to Brian Harson. You guys remember that, don't you? It was a disaster with the, the, the phrase booster factions getting tossed around like crazy. Uh, that was a disaster. And now a year later, over it a year later, they let Brian Harson coach a season. You have this going on. So we'll talk about that. Also, uh, I do it like three times a year, but a couple of easy ways to fix college hoops. I watched both the Ole Miss and the Mississippi State game yesterday. Uh, the State game more intently than I did the Ole Miss game. I had stuff going on during the Ole Miss game. I was vacuuming and whatnot, but I had the game on. But the state game especially was a problem uh, to me. And I think it's it, it's a really easy fix. So college basketball to me is a bad product. For example, like I've got – I've been watching the Pelicans all night. They're still playing right now. But just the, the flow of an NBA game compared to the flow of a college game is so dramatically different. And, yes, the players are better. The players are better in the NFL, though. Players are much better than college players. The players in the NBA are much better. Than college players, they, they score with more ease. And no, it's not because they don't play defense. It's because they're better scorers. They're better shooters. They're more skilled. So yes, the game is more enjoyable. But there are things that college basketball does very poorly that can be adjusted and make the product better because college basketball is not as bad as it looks. It's not as bad as it looks. So a couple fixes there. Maybe we'll get to Mike McDaniel uh, if there's time. But the focus is going to be on Auburn. Uh, tonight. That's the focus. And uh, by the way, my name is Michael Borky. I go three minutes without introducing myself. Uh, glad to be with you guys on this Sunday night. While you're here, don't forget, if you're watching on Twitter, you can't be a part of it in the comments. You can't be like Fireman, which gets us started right with the name Hugh Freeze. That gets us started tonight. Uh, Hugh Freeze to Auburn, he says. You want to be like Kim, you got to hop on over to YouTube or Facebook. Twitter will not let you comment on this thing, or at least I can't see it. Uh, so hop on over uh, to YouTube or Facebook. Just my name, Michael Borky, YouTube or Facebook. Uh, also on Twitter, if you want to follow me there, you can. And uh, my name or Mike in the morning should turn up results if you are looking for this in podcast form. And uh, yeah, Zach, I feel like we haven't been in here in forever. The uh, The two-day week thing is good uh, for, for my mental health. <laughs> it's good. And I say that only because it gives me more time in the morning to do my actual job. So... Um, it's been good, though. The interaction's been better at night, for whatever that's worth. You guys seem to be more engaged uh, when we're doing this thing at night. And um, so, yeah. And once football comes, it'll be more frequent. Once football comes, it'll become more frequent. Uh, but for now, I think this is perfect with baseball. All the baseball games will be done by this time on Sunday. 
and uh, on Wednesday nights, you know, get a little preview for the weekend and and uh, and whatnot. I still have only done one short. I'm going to keep doing shorts. I promise. I've got you know a little tripod in my iPad and and everything's updated and stuff. So those will start. Uh, just had a lot going on uh, around here. So anyway, the latest at Auburn is there is no latest really. Um, I, I have looked at the various team sites and stuff like that to try to figure out what's going on. And largely, it feels like the situation is untenable. Uh, They clearly have to make one of three decisions. That's kind of the thing. They have to either keep Brian Harson, decide that they want to give him another year, which seems unlikely considering the fact that they have created this disaster. They have absolutely created this disaster. Uh, It's all their fault. It's completely their doing. Um, But I don't envision a scenario in which you can actually expect success if you keep Brian Harson. It doesn't feel like that right now. Uh, So they can either keep him, I suppose. They can fire him without cause and pay his buyout in Auburn. Uh, having the most buyouts on their books as anybody in college football, or they can find something, which is clearly what they're doing, and fire him with cause. One of those three decisions has to be made. I expected it to be made by now. I thought I was going to come on here tonight and talk about whatever decision they made with you, and they have clearly not made that decision yet as we sit here. And, you know, I know a lot of you guys listen in podcast form. I know a lot of, uh, a lot of people join in after the fact, and so maybe by the time you're watching or, and or listening to this, the decision will have been made. But as of 8.06 on this Sunday night, that decision hasn't been made. And the longer this drags out, the more the situation becomes untenable. The, the longer this goes, the harder it's going to be for him to continue to do his job if you keep him. You're making it harder for him and yourself. But... Tell me this. Tell me this. Doesn't it feel like they're seeking? Maybe there is something there that has not leaked out yet or become apparent. But this feels to me like they're seeking for cause and did not have cause, if that makes sense. That they want to get rid of him because of football reasons, and they're looking for off-the-field reasons to fire him because they don't think the football team's going to win this year. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I don't have a read on that. But that's what this strikes me as, because I, I read some of the reporting about what they're finding, and it none of it sounds like it's enough for cause, if that makes sense. None of it sounds like it's enough. Well, they don't like his recruiting practices or assistants don't like the work environment. Well, is it is it bad enough to fire him with cause? If the answer is yes, then wouldn't they have done that by now? Right? Would they not have done that by now? Maybe not. Maybe there's some deep investigation that's going on, but this strikes me as a situation where if we are being honest with ourselves, again, I could be so wrong, but that if there was mistreatment of players to the point where he can no longer coach at the school, he the, the decision would have been made already. And you, you would not have current players right now, like their center, for example, who goes on Twitter. I'll, I'll give you the exact quote who goes on Twitter and says, Auburn Board of Trustees and President, I'm inviting you to speak with the player leaders on our team. Your decisions will impact us in this program for years to come. We have valuable insight as we spend every day with Coach Auburn and or Coach Harson and his staff. We love Auburn just like all of you do. Let us know. We want to see Auburn succeed for years to come. So you've got current players. Now, some of them have said Things like he doesn't care about us as men, he cares about us as football players. Not a single former player, though, or current player has alleged anything that is justifiable firing with cause. Nobody has said anything yet on the record that is justifiable firing for cause. And maybe it's there, but why has nobody said it? Because you've got former players that have transferred out that have gone online and said things about Brian Horson that don't look good, but it is not fire with cause bad. It's just, eh, you know, not a player's coach. 
you know, and it depends on who you believe. But when you've got current players saying, y'all need to talk to us because we love Coach Harson. Uh, one uh, current player at Auburn said, you know, I wish I would have played more. This is coming from a guy that's like, I didn't play as much as I'd like to. But Coach Harson is performing chemo on our locker room. It was the term he used. He said he is performing chemo, that they've got guys there that are cancers on the team, and all Brian Harson's been doing is performing chemo. Now, that, that's an interesting quote from a current player who said out loud, I'm not playing to my, my satisfaction. I'm not playing enough. But still, he's being misrepresented. So where is the for cause? And I, I'm not going to go down the road of, of the particular one particular rumor that's out there, and here's why. Forgive me for getting preachy, but I have seen people, specifically people in talk radio that make our business so bad, sharing images of a young woman and attributing an action to her that they don't know is true or not. Now, if it is true, then a conversation is worth having. But when you share a young woman's picture and say, this is this event, this is her, everybody look at her. I think that's so wrong and and amoral, and that's why talk radio gets such a bad rap because of people like that. I get message boards are going to message board. I get Twitter's going to Twitter. But when you're somebody like technically in the media, although talk radio is kind of not like reporter, but it's still people with a platform sharing that image and attributing an action to that person without knowing for sure. If that action is untrue, if that is not true and you're sharing that, think about what you're putting a young woman through by doing that. So I'm, I'm not even going to talk about that here. If that is true and they determine it to be true, then, then yes, Termination needs to happen, all that stuff. But until you know for sure, and if they knew that this was happening, then termination would have happened by now. Maybe not. I don't know. But I'm not going to perpetuate that kind of thing here. That's not why I have a platform. That's not what I want to use my platform for. If it's confirmed, sure. I'm not going to share and discuss an image of a young woman without knowing that that action is true. Not going to go down there. If that, if, that's what they find, then so be it. But I have seen nothing on record from current players, former players that have suggested firing with cause is just in this situation. So unless they find something, they're seeking. And if you are seeking, that means it's football related, that you don't like what's going on with the football team. If you're seeking, again, I could be wrong. That's what this feels like, that they are looking for a reason to fire with cause when they don't have that reason, but they don't think the football team is going to be very good. And so they need to cut bait and they don't want to pay another buyout a year after they paid a massive buyout. That's how this strikes me. Let's be honest here. If Auburn had won the iron bowl, if tank Bigsby never goes out of bounds, if he just sits right on his butt right in front of the first down marker and Auburn runs the clock out and wins the game, we're not having this conversation today. Nope. If they go eight and four, we're not having this conversation today. We all know that's true. If they don't blow a 28 to three lead against Mississippi State, we're not having this conversation today. Uh, but uh, I think it's simply as, as basic as the Iron Bowl. If they win the Iron Bowl, we're not having this conversation. If he signed a top 10 recruiting class, we're not having this, this conversation. That, that's, not, that's not what's happening here. Because if you are citing players hitting the portal as a reason why you need to uh, fire your coach after one year, then you're going to fire coaches every year. <laughs> I mean, look, look at Ole Miss, for example. Ole Miss just won a Sugar Bowl and just won a Sugar Bowl. Look at how many players they've had hit the portal. Program is in great shape. They're, they're, the Ole Miss football program, I know state fans, you're not going to like hearing this, is in very good shape. Got a good, They got a good coach. They brought in good players via the portal. They, they just won 10 games. They have an exciting quarterback roster that looks set up to be pretty good next year. Are they going to go to a Sugar Bowl? I don't think so, but it's in good shape. Look at how many players they had hit the portal. Look at how many players Alabama had hit the portal in Georgia after the national championship game. It wasn't 20 like Auburn, but Mississippi State had that many players hit the portal when Mike Leach was hired. 
Tennessee had an entire signing class's worth of players hit the portal last year. I'm not saying everything was perfect because it wasn't. Derek Mason took a lesser job. The, the Davis situation is bizarre with your offensive coordinator that you hired, and after a month on the job, he's gone. It's bizarre, and Auburn should have been better on the football field this year. They should have. So I'm, I'm not saying everything's great and like he's being unfairly criticized. That's not true. I'm not saying that. But But if transfer portal and staff turnover after one year on the job is causing you to seek reasons to fire the guy, what do you think is going to happen to the next coach? If they won the Iron Bowl, we're not having this conversation. If they go eight and four instead of six and seven, nine and four instead of six and seven, we're not having this conversation right now. Nope. Zero percent chance we're having this conversation. There's no rumors like the ones that are being spread, I think, irresponsibly. None of this is happening. Let's be honest about it. Let's be honest about it. And they should listen to the players, by the way. If if there was such dramatic mistreatment of players, why are your players so openly against moving on from him? Why are they willing to voice? You guys should talk to us because nobody's talked to us. And we should have a say in whether or not you fire our coach for alleged mistreatment, because that's not what has happened to us. It's a mess. It is an absolute mess by their own creation. I mean, the, the process that hired or that got Brian Harson hired was a disaster because you had all these people pulling for power and booster factions and all this stuff going on. It's all their fault. That's how they ended up with the guy in the first place. That's why they got said no to six, seven times before they landed on Harson. He wasn't their guy. He wasn't their first choice. He wasn't their fifth choice. But everybody said no to them. And they haven't quite figured out why. And then they're going to do this if they fire him. Do they think people are just going to line up for the job? No chance. And uh, we'll talk about that here in just one second. I do want to get to some of your comments, though. I've talked a lot without seeing what you guys have to say. Chris says, Harbaugh to Blue Mountain State. Yeah, man, what a bizarre story that was, where he showed up to the Vikings interview under the impression he was taking the job, that he was getting the job, and approached the interview as if he was the next head coach, and they didn't offer him the job. (laughs) Oops, that was bizarre. Yes, I did get a haircut, Jason, I did, I did. Genesis Smith says, can Auburn fire Harson with no evidence? I feel like it is a different situation than Canizero because he got caught uh, at practice in a game. He was in a game. Uh, during a game, he told his pitching coach to make a change, and he didn't have anybody up in the pen during a game. Players knew it was going on during a game. Um, yeah, uh, so State was able to fire him with cause. Uh, Auburn can fire him without evidence. They can, but they would have to pay a buyout. That's why I I keep using the word seeking. They're looking for a way out of the buyout. And if they're looking for that, it means they had to go find it, that it wasn't there initially, that they had to dig to go find it, like Tennessee and Jeremy Pruitt. But in this case, it's not NCAA violations. It's alleged mistreatment. But you've got your, your team, your players saying that's not true. Ask us. Somebody ask us, because that's not true. It's a mess. It's a mess. And even if they do fire him, quote, with cause, there's going to be litigation unless this apparent rumor is true, which, again, if it was, I feel like they would have done it by now. But, again, I could be wrong. Maybe they're just crossing their I's and dotting their T's, you know. Maybe they're doing that. But right now, this is a mess. This is an absolute mess of their own creation. Would he be fired without cause? If they don't find any, yeah. And they would have to pay a pretty significant buyout. Yeah, Fred, the SEC West has been wild for the last week. Um, But this is a different kind of wild. Like the Kiffin Jimbo thing is just, that's just funny to me. Um, Because Jimbo felt the need to defend something he didn't have to defend. 
It was bizarre. That whole situation was bizarre. Jimbo Fisher goes on Feinbaum four weeks ago and says, people have been getting NIL deals for forever. Now we just, now it's just above board. Now, now we know they're happening openly. And then four weeks later, he gets his, uh, Jimmy's all in a rustle and goes after Lane Kiffin for just telling the truth. That felt like Ross Bjork's doing more so than Jimbo. Jimbo was reading notes. If you're mad about something, and you're truly passionate about that and truly defending yourself, you don't have to write notes down to do it, or you shouldn't. The whole thing was bizarre, and man, did Lane Kiffin, in his troll nature, make them look very insecure. It's kind of pathetic. You don't have to defend it. In fact, wouldn't it be better for your program to have the reputation of, hey, when when you go to A&M, they're going to hook you up with an NIL deal, man. They're going to hook you up. Wouldn't that be a pretty solid reputation to have? Is the place that hooks you up with NIL deals? It's crazy. So, yeah, what a week it's been. Zach says, we'll make life so miserable he resigns. And that I don't think he's going to resign, but that's what this feels like. I mean, how can a coach operate in something like this? How can you expect him to turn this around? Let, let's pretend for a second that they don't fire him that they, they decide to keep him. And again, it's 8-21 on Sunday. By the time you're listening to this, it could have already happened. But let's just pretend that it hadn't happened or that they choose to keep him. How the hell are you going to coach? How are you going to coach? How are you going to recruit? Because if I'm a player's dad, if my son, who's two, <laughs> was being recruited by Auburn and Brian Harson comes to my living room and oh, I'm going to be the coach here. I'm going to coach your boy. I can't wait. Well, Brian... They just tried to find something you were doing wrong to fire you. How how would I ever commit to your program when your employer is trying to find a reason to fire you? I, I, I couldn't. I wouldn't hear it. And now you've got this locker room division where some players are saying he doesn't care about us. Some players are saying he does care about us. They they have created this. He can't coach in this, but. If they decide to keep him, it's already over. You've ended it. His tenure at Auburn is over either now or in November. Pick one. Because it's over. You can't coach through this. You can't coach through this. Ken says Auburn drums up a reason to fire him with cause. Ain't happening as of today. Jason says it kind of feels like what happened with Mullen, where certain people outside of the program sabotage the inside with the noise. It gets so loud that it, you have to make a move. Genesis says Auburn boosters want Coach Harson out so bad because of Alabama and Georgia are playing volleyball over their head. Auburn could have easily been nine and three this year. Who else do they want? They play LSU and AM also. It's a good point. I like that uh, expression as well, the volleyball over the head thing. Love that. Ken says Auburn has been a dumpster fire for years. Auburn needs to Auburn fires this guy after two years. No capable coach will be interested, regardless of the hate from some players. Firing with calls, Ken says, is not happening. May not be. It uh, it may not be. Because why have it? If you had cause, you would do it by now, right? If you had reason to do it, you would have done it by now, right? Because on Friday morning, it was we're trying to separate fact from fiction, and it's Sunday, and you haven't done it yet. They're seeking is what's going on. Pirates says time for Howland to go. Not yet. Not yet. A loss at Arkansas doesn't hurt you. It was a chance to win the game and, and stuff, but if you beat Tennessee this week, you're right back on track. It's a big one, though, against Tennessee. It's a really big one. The most important game of the season so far. But I hear you. If they don't make the tournament, I, I hear you. I would support that sentiment. But you got to see it through first. Kent is probably uh, a good thing Derek Mason caught out. He sucks anyway. I disagree on the defensive coordinator part. I think he's a good one. Fireman says, Auburn is so mad uh, at the moment they missed on hiring Lane. I think Auburn boosters think they can, if they can fire Harson, they can get Lane from Ole Miss. Uh, if Lane Kiffin were to take the Auburn job right now, He's an idiot. And not like, uh, 
you know, made a bad decision, idiot. I mean, Lane Kiffin is a stupid person, and it took us this long to really learn that that he is he is at his core a stupid person if he takes the Auburn job right now. Any coach that has a stable job, I'm talking all the way down to Jamie Chadwell at Coastal Carolina, would be stupid to take this job right now. They really would. Uh, I mean, and don't forget, again, when this hadn't happened, Auburn had to settle on like their seventh choice. What do you think is going to happen now? Somebody will take the job because it's an SEC West job. Somebody will take it. But if I'm Jamie Chadwell and I'm sitting in Conway, South Carolina, and I've got a fun program and and I've got some recognition and the next cycle after I win 10 games again, I'll have programs that will not try to sabotage me after one year calling me, I'm good. I'm good where I'm at. That's not a, a ship that I would board if I were even Jamie Chadwell. So if Lane Kiffin were to take that job considering what he's got right now, he's a stupid person. But anyway, Gary asking how good the baseball team. I assume you're asking about Ole Miss here. And can they make it to Omaha? They can. But can make it to Omaha has been a thing for most Ole Miss teams in the last two decades. They certainly can. They've got the bats to do it. We'll see if the starting pitching is enough. Because they'll have the lineup one through nine for sure with some depth that that can go to Omaha, no doubt. It'll be one of the best lineups in the country. Can they pitch it well enough to do it? Kyle says the acronym for my new podcast is a winner. MAD? Oh, yeah. Damn, I like that. Cal, I just now noticed that. (laughs) MAD. Ryan says that will be LSU. There are billboards all over Baton Rouge that just has LSU NIL and picks of different players from different sports. Own it. It's that that's the the craziest thing about this Jimbo rant is it's legal. No, you can't use it as inducements, but it's a gray area. So all he had to say, if if Jimbo Fisher was a smart guy or if his athletic director was a smart guy, all they would have said when asked, hey, Lane Kiffin uh, in his press conference yesterday said uh, that you guys were going to go over the luxury tax. Pelicans win. Let's go. Let's go. Big win. Sorry. <clears throat> we needed that one. We're, we're now a playoff team. If the season ended today, let's go. We started 1-13. Let's go. Big win. Sorry. Uh, all Jimbo Fisher or Ross Bjork had to say, if they were smart, which they clearly are not, forgive me for going so strong, but intelligent people don't do what they did. Intelligent people, when asked, hey, Lane Kiffin said that you guys are approaching the luxury tax. You got 10 times more money to offer than his program, which, by the way, is the truth. It's the truth. Whether, Regardless of what you think about Lane Kiffin's motivation, whether it was sour grapes, whining, trolling, whatever, it is the truth. It's the truth. That's all he was saying. Texas A&M can do more in NIL than Ole Miss. Fact. Probably 10 times more. Fact. All you have to say when asked, you know, sounds like sour grapes to me. I'll let him worry about my program. I'll worry about my program. He should worry about his own. That's all I'll say about that. Or laugh. Is that what he said? Sure, Lane. Uh, I'm not going to concern myself with something that he said. Any variation of that. I'm not worried about what another coach has to say about my program. That sounds like sour grapes to me. He should focus on his pro. Anything like that is all you have to say. That's all you have to say. But instead, they've painted themselves in this corner now, just like Hugh Freeze did. They painted themselves in this corner because NIL deals are public. People will know what the deals are. And they'll be able to kind of hide it a little bit because some of these deals that AM recruits have gotten are going to be over four years. But the deal, the numbers are going to come out. And so when the numbers come out of a five-star recruit that signed with Texas A&M that hasn't played it down for the Aggies yet gets an NIL deal and it's an insane amount of money, well, well, that's why. You said it had nothing to do with it. But how is he getting this much money? He's never played a snap for you before. 
they've painted themselves in this corner where they're going to get proven wrong. But again, smart people don't do things like that. Have you heard, speaking of pun intended, have you heard Kirby Smart say anything like what Jimbo Fisher said? Has, has he approached what Jimbo Fisher has said? Has he approached it? Nope. You want to know why? Because he knows how the sausage is made. And there is nothing that Lane Kiffin could say that would get Kirby Smart to go on there and defend something that he knows is going on. You know what Kirby Smart would say? Nothing. I'm just focused on my guys and my program. I'm not worried about what Lane says. Apparently, Lane and Kirby are also buddies, so that would help. But man, Ross and (laughs) Jimbo are so easy to troll, and they took the bait, man. I mean, hook, line, and sinker, they took the bait. They backed themselves into a corner, and they're going to get proven wrong. You can't hide NIL deals. It has to be reported. It has to be. So they're going to get found out. Ridiculous. But that's what stupid people do. Thanks for the reminder. Hit the like button. Hit the like button while you're here. I appreciate you, man. I really do. Thank you. William says, Tuberville went undefeated after Auburn flew to hire Louisville coach in 94. They call it Jet K. Oh, three. Sorry, wrong year. Yeah, Chris, let's go. Let's go. We're a playoff team now. Right, for now. We're a playoff team. And we got to go get C.J. McCollum. Get, put Nikhil Alexander-Walker and throw Sadoransky in there if you have to and like four first-round picks and go get C.J. McCollum and then this team might catch the Lakers. Jason says, won't matter who they hire now. Vince Lombardi himself couldn't fix this mess inside of a few years. Genesis is a good question, uh, and I've been planning to get to it, so I'll get to it now. What are the best options for Auburn if Harson gets cut from the program? They keep saying freeze, but can he be trusted? They could be in the same boat in a couple years. Lane is not leaving Ole Miss. I agree with that last part. I, he, he would be incredibly stupid. I don't think he's that stupid. His situation right now is a hell of a lot better than Auburn's, and um, if Ole Miss has a losing season. Keith Carter's not going to try to find a way to fire him. Uh, that, that's not something he'll do. To me, it, it's an SEC West job, right? Isn't it? It's an SEC West job, and they'll pay a lot of money. It's a top 15-ish program, generally speaking, in the sport. Now, I think their booster culture and whatever the hell this is should really damage it, but it's still an SEC West job. I've said before, Every SEC West job is a top 30 job in college football. I believe that, truly. Ole Miss, Mississippi State, Arkansas, Texas A&M, LSU, Alabama, Auburn are all top 30 jobs in college football, and I think that's even conservative. I I could probably get to top 20, truthfully. I think I could. Uh, So it's a great job. Somebody will take it. But like I said before, if I'm Jamie Chadwell even, I am not answering the phone. If I'm Bill Clark, who has seen his program get sabotaged before, I'm not answering the phone. I'm good here in Birmingham. I'll go somewhere that's more stable than this, where I actually know who my boss is. Ask Brian Harson who his boss is. I bet he can't tell you. I bet he has no idea who's actually running the show there, and we learned that in the coaching search. Who's running the show at Auburn? Who's the boss? We don't know. Nobody knows. Um. You mentioned Freeze, and a lot of people have mentioned Freeze. If that rumor, which is all I'm going to call it, I won't address it any further, is true, you cannot hire Hugh Freeze. Can't do it. You can't fire a coach for that and then hire a coach who got fired for a similar thing. And yes, it's similar. One of them possibly um, against the law. So you can't do that. You can't go there. But considering the toxicity of the situation, they either have to go completely and totally unproven, which I don't think they will, or damaged goods. Somebody that has some kind of past, whether it be Hugh Freeze, I, you know, that's the kind of person that will actually take this job. Uh, you know, somebody like an Urban Meyer, maybe. Um, 
some people have brought up Matt Rule, who is not cut out for the NFL, clearly not cut out for the NFL. And he's done the college thing before taking over a program in disarray and turning it around. He's done that before. A good college coach, the NFL is not working out. His handling of the quarterback position with the Panthers has been pathetic. He's not cut out for the NFL. Clearly not cut out for it. Um, That would be interesting. But that, to me, is where they're going to have to go. Maybe they can throw enough money at a Jamie Chadwell where he can't say no. But if I were him, I would. If I were him, I would. If I were Bill Clark, which I think Bill Clark would be a great addition for that school because he would bring boring. He would win, and he's boring, and he would win, and he would be stable, and he would be able to navigate trouble because he did that already at UAB. But if I'm Bill Clark, I'm saying, no, I'm not touching this. I'm making a few million bucks, and I don't have whatever the hell this is going on. So I could be proven wrong. I've been wrong before. I'll be wrong again. But this strikes me as a situation where they'll have to go damage goods. They'll have to get somebody like a Matt Rule who's not working out at his current job and is looking for a way out, or somebody like Hugh Freeze or Urban Meyer that has a past that would make them jump at an opportunity to get back into coaching in any way they can get it. That's just me. It is an SEC West job. Maybe I'm not giving that an, enough credit. But if I'm Dave Clawson, Jamie Chadwell, some of these hot names at lesser schools, I'm not touching this. I would not touch this. Uh, I mean, uh, Harson, you know, for whatever was going on that made Derek Mason leave and all this stuff, for whatever is going on, look at his resume at Boise State. The guy can coach football and did it well at a lesser school. He goes to Auburn in a year. They're trying to force him out. That would give me pause if I were one of these other guys. That really would give me pause. I wouldn't touch it. That's just me, though. I wouldn't touch it. And what's crazy is if they make this decision, are they going to have a new coach in place with a whole new staff in place for spring practice that happens in like a month? (sighs) Maybe. Zach says, especially in February. More likely March by the time the deal was finalized. Seriously, they got to go through a whole coaching search. Unless they've got somebody lined up already. Unless they're going to go the interim route, I suppose. Uh, you know, maybe they've been canvassing candidates behind the scenes. But remember last Auburn coaching search? We thought a lot of people were going to take that job, and they didn't. There's a reason. Brian Sandusky? Who's that? I don't know who that is, Fred. Oh, Brian Kelly, you probably meant? Um, I think so. Uh, not national championship level yet, but I think LSU is going to be back to being pretty salty. He's a good coach. I mean, I think he's cringeworthy as, as can be. Um, terribly awkward and uncomfortable. Um, terrible fit, but fit doesn't really matter that much if you can coach the way he can coach, and he can. Um, so, yeah, I think he'll have success in year one. <laughs> Ryan says, well, it's Bjork talking about a m and funny, when you type Bjork on my phone, it autocorrects to a joke. <laughs> uh, Genesis, I don't know if uh, or how accurate those are. I, I'm not quite sure. I, I could look into it, uh, how they, ac- uh, how they um, determine an athlete's NIL value. I don't, I don't understand how they do that. Um, that feels flawed, uh, just on its surface, because you, you don't know how marketable a player is. What if the players like Matt Corral, for example, who didn't really want to do them? And and state fans might roll their eyes, but there's a reason he set his appearance fees at $10,000 for an hour because he didn't really want to do them. But he had that partnership with that company and you know other guys were doing it for 500 or whatever. His was 10,000 because he didn't really feel like it. So is his value down because he doesn't care to be marketable? I, I just, I've never understood that. And besides the, like, SUNY Lee is more marketable than any football player on Auburn's campus right now. So, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't understand how they get to that number. I really don't. But anyway. How about the NASCAR at LA Coliseum? Yeah, they were driving so slow because the track was so small. <laughs> they were going so slow. That was really cool, though. 
I love novelty sporting events. I love the basketball games on the aircraft carrier. I love the football games at Wrigley Field. I love the hockey games in football stadiums. Novelty sporting events are cool to me. So the, the images and stuff were cool, but they were they're going really slow. William says, how much is Yellowwood Man worth? Well, apparently the cost of lumber is way up, so way up. Yeah, man, Jackson Hayes has really adjusted his attitude and stuff, and, and Willie Green's the best, man. I, I mean, I would, love, I would love to play for that guy. Uh, the perfect balance of, of discipline and, and, and respect and also love for his players, I would love to play for that guy. And switching him to the four was a great decision as well. Fireman says, Mullen at Auburn would be weird after the cam stuff years back. That's another thing. That's somebody, if I were Auburn, I would hire. That's, I mean, that th- those are going to be your options right now. And they probably won't go down that road because he's not known as a great recruiter and he didn't beat Alabama while at Mississippi State. But could you do better? Could you do better? Maybe. But I don't buy it. Jason says, would they give Freeze the three or four years it's going to take? Their best players left. They didn't sign anyone, then lost more. I will say this about about Freeze. Other schools have kicked the tires on him in the SEC, and the league did not tell them to say no. Other schools have kicked the tires and themselves determined, nah, we're good. What are they finding? Maybe it's nothing. Maybe it's nothing at all. I don't know. I don't know. But tires have been kicked, and they've decided to drive other cars. Maybe there's a reason for that. And yeah, Genesis Mullen can't win big games. That'll probably turn them off. Um, They do have to play Alabama and Georgia every year, and he couldn't. He beat Georgia once, hadn't beaten Alabama. But I mean, what, what better could they do? Ryan says that's the problem. They don't have any patience because they're so mad and jealous of the Alabama success, no doubt. Oh, Fred, I got the joke now. I got you. Brian Kelly, fireman, says this is the only person happy. All the Auburn stuff is happening at the moment. It takes the eyes off this cringe dancing and losing recruits on signing day. Yeah, imagine dancing like that on a kid and... uh not getting that kid. I loved the spin of that, though. Oh, joke's on you. He got 4 million views on the video. Yeah, 4 million people thinking, what a weirdo. That's not the 4 million views you want. Which one's more valuable? 1 million views of people thinking you're awesome or 4 million views of people thinking you're a weirdo? But hey, joke's on us, right? Oh, joke's on all of us. His video got a lot of views, and uh, haters going to hate. No, no, every it went viral because it was super weird. You don't want to be the weird guy on the internet. You want to be the awesome guy on the internet, even if it gets you slightly fewer views. But joke's on us or something like that. Ryan says, man, I've never felt much third-hand embarrassment in my life watching those videos. He can coach ball, no doubt. He can coach ball. Jason says, Mullen would have been great at Auburn five years ago and might five from now, but they'd never give him the time he needed to overhaul that mess. I agree with that. They are not patient enough. Fred, definitely in hindsight, they should have drafted job, but, you know, when Zion's healthy, he's 27 points a night on 60% shooting. I mean, when he's playing, he's elite. Uh, He doesn't take care of his body or, or hadn't taking care of his body yet, and that's why he's in the situation he's in. He injured his foot this summer, didn't take care of himself, trying to get back on the court, injured it again, because physically he's just not prepared to be a professional basketball player. He's so electric, though. I mean, they'll offer him the extension, and at this point he's probably got to take it, you know, because he can't prove to stay healthy. Um, but when when available, he is elite. I mean, tw- again, 27 points on 60% from the field. He's elite. But seemingly got to grow up a little bit and, and learn how to be a professional and, and take care of your body like a professional. Um, I mean, the the monetary investment that LeBron has put in his into his body and workout is why he's still playing at the level that he's playing. 
He's so invested, financially invested. I mean, with personal trainers and personal chefs and and personal orthopedic doctors and stuff. I mean, a number I saw a couple of years ago was that he spends like $1.7 million a year on trainers in a training regiment. That's why he's still what he's doing at his age. Zion's got to do the same thing. You have to invest everything into your body, especially when you've got the body type that he's got. You've got to be on top of it every day. And it doesn't appear like that was the case this summer. Ryan thinks Auburn's not going to give anyone enough time, no doubt. Has anybody been the head coach of three separate SEC schools before? I honestly, I don't know the answer off the top of my head. I don't know the answer. Um, I, I have no idea. Maybe none. William's asking how much of the winter games I watched this weekend. Zero. Um, and I actually, I gave some thoughts on that on Friday's radio show. Uh, if you find the, the sports talk feed, we uh, we put a video of that out yesterday morning. If you want to watch my full thoughts on that, you uh, you can. Long story short, I love international sports. I'm a huge fan of them. I will watch them all usually. But I checked out the opening ceremonies, and NBC literally regurgitated propaganda, Chinese government propaganda on the air, and I, I couldn't stomach it. So it was shameful. It was shameful what they did. Um, yeah. I talked about it on the radio show a lot. It's um, It was sad. It was really sad. Um, it, and it's, I mean, you know, we don't have everything together here in this country. And that's like what was said on Around the Horn, that who are we to judge China? Um, we are currently not engaging in genocide. So I think we are in position to not, appreciate that propaganda when we're trying to consume a sporting event. So anyway, that's as political as I feel like getting here. Uh, anyway, so yeah, that's kind of where we are with Auburn. It's a, it's a mess. It's a mess of their own creation. Uh, it was a dumpster fire last go around when they were trying to hire a coach because they have too many uh, cooks in the kitchen, and now they are engaging in sabotage. That's what it feels like. Unless there is some cause that is so bad that they've got to get rid of him right now, and they just haven't released the details yet, and nobody's leaked it at all, and nobody's talked about it, and it's just been hidden under wraps. Nothing that has come out that has been confirmed justifies firing with cause. It is a disaster of their own doing. If I were a coach, I would not take this job at all. I wouldn't touch it, and we'll see what happens. If they fire him, we'll see what happens. We'll get another coaching search, and we'll get a lot of content out of it. But and maybe they'll prove me wrong, and maybe they'll get maybe they'll get Jamie Chadwell or Matt Rule would be a great hire for them. He would that would be a really good hire that they lucked into because he's a disaster in the NFL, but a great college coach. And um, and we'll see. But this is a, a mess of their own creation. And see you, man. Glad you're with me. I appreciate you. I really do. You are uh, you're a good one, man. I uh, I appreciate you. And that acronym, MAD. I like that. I usually am. I uh, I usually am. Um. So there's there's a summary of that. Forty eight minutes of Auburn thoughts. How about that? Thought we were supposed to talk about Mississippi stuff. What's the deal with MSU basketball? Um. Ben Howland whether it's on purpose or or what, does not do enough to get Iverson Molinar the basketball in clutch situations. Iverson Molinar's last shot attempt in the Arkansas game was with 322 left. He's your best player. He's your most reliable scorer. Every trip down the court, the play should run through Iverson Molinar. I don't care what defenses are throwing at you. Create sets, create shots for your best player. And that's what's so frustrating because the talent is there. And I don't think they're poorly coached, generally speaking, but it's stuff like that that drives me nuts. It's you, you've got this great player, this smart player, this veteran player 
who's absolutely explosive and your most consistent scoring threat. And his last shot in a close game was with 322 left in the game. That is so frustrating. You should have sets designed, get Iverson the basketball, either whether it's pick and rolls or, or something. Isolation doesn't matter. Iverson Molinar needs to get the ball going downhill at the basket in crunch time. And he doesn't do it. And he doesn't do it. That's what kills me. Uh, These next two games are not must win. They must win one of the next two. So I guess, yeah. I don't think they have to win them both. Uh, But Tuesday night at home is a game you got to get. You got to get this one. Um, Two real opportunities. They have to win at least one of the next two. Have to, to stay in good standing. If they lose them both, you can go ahead and focus your attention uh, off to baseball. But two opportunities, two winnable games, um, they must win one of the next two. Have to. uh, Or else it's done. Ideally, you'd win them both. But it's not down to that just yet. Come on, Mark, show that you like me. Jason says, bingo, Howland doesn't adjust much. It's been that way for seven years, especially someone bust out the one three one zone. Same thing with Q Weatherspoon. Yeah, man, I, I was I was mad at the television. Why is Molinar not getting shots up? Why is Molinar not getting shots up? Create shots for him if they're defending him. Create shots for him. Oh, that's a good question. That's a really good question. Top candidates if it's Hallen's last year. I've said on here before, uh, I would call Sean Miller. I know fans don't particularly like that. I'm done with the Rick Patino thing. He's too old. And his scandals are worse than Sean Miller's. If you can clear Sean Miller, that's who I'd hire. If you can clear and know that NCAA punishments are not coming down the line for him, if you can find a way to hire him, that's who I hire. Because you're in the NIL era now, by the way, and you know what Sean Miller is going to do. He is going to get great players, and he's going to win games, and he's also going to sweat through his suits. He's going to sweat right through his suits. He's a chronic sweater. It's kind of gross. Coach is really hard, but he will get great players and he will win games. And look at Auburn. I use this example all the time. I'm very repetitive with this, so forgive me for being repetitive. Bruce Pearl got a show caused by the NCAA at Tennessee. So he loses his job, comes to Auburn, and one of his assistants gets arrested by the FBI for recruiting impropriety, basically. Breaking also NCAA rules. Nothing happened to Bruce Pearl. Nothing. And nobody cares. And they they really shouldn't. Like, am I going to think it's immoral that players, I mean, are you kidding me? That young athletic people who are legal adults get money to be good at sports? No, I couldn't care less. It's never bothered me at all. Um, And nobody cares. We're in the NIL era anyway. So players are getting paid above or in the gray area but above board, and nobody cares. Nobody references Bruce Pearl's past of the NCAA or an assistant coach getting arrested. Nobody talks about it. Nobody cares. Clear Sean Miller. That would be my first call if I were John Cohen. Because, yeah, he's got NCAA or, well, FBI stuff in his past. He will coach, and he will win. He will get great players. That's that's where I would go first. But there's a lot of mid-major guys uh, that, that are doing really well uh, that I think State could get. And, and the fans, I think, would buy in a little bit more with some fresh blood. And, and maybe the, the certain fans will, will buy in, you know? So, yeah. How deep of a run will the Pels have this year? If they play the Lakers in the play-in, then they'll at least get to the regular playoffs. I'll tell you that. I'll tell you that. 
Uh, ask me again after the trade deadline because then we'll know really how deep this team can go because they are absent a guard. They, 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 I love Devontae Graham, and I, I don't want to see him go, but he's not a one guard. You, you need some, Bringing him off the bench would be great, but relying on him to be consistent is not a winning strategy. They need a guard desperately. And so if they go and get one, if they get CJ McCollum, which would be a, a dream, or if they can, you know, get like a Justin Holiday who can spread the floor some, then yeah, they can they can make a run and, and win a playoff series even. They're really coming together now. Uh, they can hang with almost anybody. And Thursday, I believe, is uh, is the deadline. I believe it's Thursday. <laughs> Michael Bork, you know, and hater of people making money. Yeah, because uh because I don't. <laughs> so nobody else should either. Um, anyway. So, yeah, real quick, how to fix college basketball, by the way. I wanted to spend more time on this, but uh, but we've already been here an hour. Uh, I noticed this during the state-Arkansas game. It, it just it, It's insane to me. I do this often. So, again, sorry I'm being repetitive. It's insane to me that men's college basketball is the only level that only plays two halves. Women's college basketball rightfully plays quarters. The NBA obviously plays quarters. WNBA plays quarters. High school plays quarters. Everything but men's college basketball plays quarters. So go to 10-minute quarters with resetting fouls at the end of each quarter, and you fix so many problems in college basketball. There are too many whistles. The officiating's bad, but it's hard to correct because you just you need so many and they're not full-time employees. They're not full-time officials. So it's hard. You know, you just gotta kind of get used to it. Sometimes they are overly touchy with their foul calls, though. So uh, allow a little bit more contact would be ideal. But even if you don't, resetting fouls at 10 minutes would eliminate the last seven minutes of a game where you have two teams taking two free throws for every whistle, which is blown every freaking 30 seconds in the game. The last seven minutes of State Arkansas was horrendous basketball, and it wasn't because of the two teams. It was because you couldn't, there was no flow. The game couldn't exist and breathe. It, it, it just, you couldn't breathe because there's a whistle every 30 seconds, and when there is a whistle, it's two free throws. And so, you know, guy takes an inbound and gets barely touched by the defender and so up oh, got to blow a whistle and then you got to walk down the court and take four minutes to shoot two shots and then you have an inbound and maybe you get a shot up but there's a foul there so it, it, there's no flow in college basketball that's such a simple fix because it's not as bad of a product as uh as it looks like right now Genesis and Jason will end it for us tonight too many whitehead season ticket holders that don't come to the hump for the program to be able to buy in with renovations fixing to come, the hump it may, and maybe a new coach, the program could thrive. Yeah, it badly needs renovations. It needs a facelift on the outside as well. Outside is um, it's just kind of ugly. It, it was probably nice when it was built. It's not nice in 2022 anymore. Um, no, it needs a facelift for sure. And also the students need to be on one side of the court. Bring them down closer to the court where the worst seat in the student section is seven rows up instead of 47 rows up. But, yeah, hopefully, hopefully. Jason says, we need someone from Gonzaga-type tree for real. Actually run a diverse offense and defense and put players in the best spots for their talent as opposed to just chunking talent out there to waste. A lot of that was exposed with the way Molinar, or is exposed with the way Molinar is used. Because he's a, I mean, he's a smart veteran basketball player. And you don't do enough to get him his appropriate looks. And yeah, Fred, nothing worse than three-minute timeouts in college football. Being at the game really shows you how bad it is, the the amount of pausing in, in college football. Being there exposes that. The fact that college football lasts 45 minutes longer than an NFL game is just crazy. But here we are. So thank uh, thank all of you for being a part. I love you guys. I appreciate you guys. Um, thank you for tuning in. Don't forget to like the video, subscribe to the YouTube channel. I will start doing shorts. I promise. I know I keep promising them, but I'm going to start doing them. Uh, keep an eye out on Auburn. We'll get to talk about that again on Wednesday night, which will be next time I'm live with you Wednesday night, eight o'clock. Don't forget it. 
And uh, I'll see you guys then. So thank you for tuning in. Subscribe, like the video, follow on Twitter and Facebook, and find this in podcast form as well. So y'all have a good night, and I'll talk to you again on Wednesday. Thank you. Appreciate you. And uh, see you guys soon. Talk Mississippi Media Production.